As far back as I could remember, I always wanted to be a gangster. What is up, everybody? My name is Jake, and I feel like my energy isn't really matching the music right now. <laughs> I, I, I need you to be a little more up. Yeah, Have some know. moxie or something. I, I wanted to go like really hot, because that's what our, our theme song is usually like, but right. I was like, that's not right. Yeah, no, that felt kind of appropriate. It felt very like jazzy and swanky. I was kind of into it. Okay, thank yeah. you. I appreciate it. Yeah. Plus, you've just got a you've got a voice for radio, as we've learned. Yeah, I was really glad that somebody didn't say I had a face, but somebody <laughs> did say voice yeah. for radio, which is in fact a compliment, I think. Yeah. But uh, yeah, this is uh, Rotten Potatoes. Yeah, a, a podcast where four friends review movies you absolutely should have seen, and I, and I got one of us that. hasn't. Yeah, I got through that with. Uh, I'm just, I'm, I'm, I'm done. You guys take over. You good? I'm Tyler. This yeah. was Jake's nom, but I think one of us is going to have to Can we go back in. and edit some words into that? Like, yeah. <laughs> yeah, I, I'm like uh, Al Pacino in Scarface. Yeah. <laughs> we'll, we'll subtitle it, Zach. Yeah. Yeah. With, with complete thoughts. I don't think that I had those thoughts. <laughs> well, what's up? This is episode three of Mob March. Yeah, that's right. We're three we're, weeks into Monster March, yeah. We're through the rough part. We are through the rough part, for sure. And we're getting to the good part. I mean, Scott said he was going to rate this a 0.5, so I'm not sure if we are through the rough part for we, Scott. Three least. out of four of us feel like we're through the rough part. Yeah, that's fair. Yeah. And Scott also, is getting into the rough we've, part. We've, yeah. we stopped, I really enjoyed the first two weeks. <laughs> yeah. now we gonna... stopped valuing Scott's opinion after there will be blood. So, you know. Yeah, that's a hard one for me. <laughs> I think about it a, a lot. <laughs> that's fair. And I know that you said you would go back on it now, but it hurts my feelings that you would say it once. That's <laughs> <laughs> okay. The I, damage is done. Yeah. Like there's no... I think about it a lot too, and it more often than not, it just makes me laugh. Just thinking about <laughs> our high nines, one after another. And I mean, then, here's a the ten. Thing. I think I've, I've said I would redo ten. it, but I still wouldn't be near that high. It it makes me laugh. I just think it's funny at this yeah. point. Yeah, yeah. I'm happy I mean, it I w- happened. So am I. Like, I would never take back that it happened. No, yeah, me the great either. content. Yeah. That, like, I I wouldn't even take back some of the movies that the Jake's done that I hate. But I would. I don't like them. Yeah, no, but they make for great content. To to be clear, I'm thrilled that it happened. As soon as you said it, I was I was like fighting between rage and joy. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you know. All right. Well, we're uh, we're we're gonna be talking about the the Goodfellas today. Yes. Uh, who had not seen this movie before? I hadn't. I had. I have. I had. Uh, so I'm the only late bloomer on this one. Yes. I hate Ray Liotta, by the way. Oh, all right. Well, you're coming in strong with a with a take. I just don't like like I, I his face is distracting to me. Yeah, I don't know what it is. It is like there, even before all of maybe he had a bunch of plastic surgery here. I don't know. But like it, it just looked like he had bad plastic surgery and couldn't move his mouth all the way there. It's so funny because I I agree with you. I didn't know what it was because I, I do think there's something wrong with his face, but there's also something very wrong with his voice. It doesn't match his face. He he can move his mouth. Like he got his <laughs> mouth open pretty wide in that when that oh, laughing in that scene. laughing it's scene. Very yeah. wide. That's true. <laughs> I've never had my mouth that wide during a laugh ever. That's true. I have. Yeah, you are. You're an open mouth laugher. I, I was am. gonna say. I think that's about the minimum for a Tyler laugh. The minimum amount. What I just did right there. Oh, no. no what, what Ray Liotta. Ray Li- yeah, yeah. The the maximum. My jaw unhinges like a snake. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> It's it's pretty frightening. The rest of us are closed mouth laughers, though. Yeah, like I, just, I laugh through my nose. You my just mouth see teeth open with the like, rest of us. When have you seen? Did you guys watch Ed, Ed and Eddie? No, no, no. So there's an episode where uh, <laughs> that's crazy that none of you did. Oh, we didn't get cartoon. I mean, I've seen episodes, but I was like, this sucks. There's an there, <laughs> all right. Oh, <laughs> I'm going to get through this eventually. But there's an episode where Ed has a rock in his shoe and he's so mad that he eats a slide like he in one bite. That's how loud. Oh, yeah. That's, that's how wide his mouth open. Yeah. Yeah. Just it, slides how do you, how do you feel about Scott's take that Ed, Ed and Eddie sucks? I just, I can't. It could have been bad episodes. I didn't say Ed, Ed, and Eddie sucks. I said I watched two episodes and I was like, this sucks. That's fair. Ed, Ed and Eddie's great. Okay. Let's get to Goodfellas. Yeah. So Scott was the late bloomer. I was. Well, well Jake, first I want to get to, yeah. yeah, why did Jake pick the movie? Um, I had been thinking about picking this movie before we decided to do Mobster March. I think that might have been part of the reason was Zach was like, I want to do Godfather. And I was like, oh, I was thinking about picking the Goodfellas. And I was like, well, that's, that's two. 
might as well make it four and look how we've suffered. And then I was like, there's no other good ones. So I might as well steal Zach's. Yeah, that's true. <laughs> uh, but no, I like it. I saw it for the first time a couple of years ago with my girlfriend. She recommended it and I ended up really enjoying it. And I don't know that I would consider myself a fan of mob movies, but then like, I guess maybe we're right. And maybe, maybe it's just the Godfather and the good fellas, but I really, <laughs> I really enjoyed it. Uh, and I thought, you know, it's like, it's fun. It's very famous. We should definitely do it at some point. And we, I don't think we've done a Martin Scorsese movie yet. Have we? No, no we're doing another one this year, but uh, this was our first. Yeah. Have you, Jake, have you seen Casino or The Irishman? I started to watch The Irishman and I was just not in the right mood. Like I was like kind of tired mm -hmm. and it's long. And so I stopped and I never got back to it. I haven't seen Casino. Yeah, I'm just asking because I feel like those movies both kind of feel like spiritual sequels to this. I think I would have enjoyed uh, The Irishman a lot. I was just, uh, you know. Yeah, sure. What is a spiritual sequel? <laughs> <laughs> like it's in the same vein, yeah. like same actors, but it's a mm -hmm. whole different, it's not oh, the same. Oh, yeah, I understand. Yeah. Okay. Got it. Because yeah. it was a lot of, because like Joe Pesci was in it, right? And uh, who and De Niro's I think in it. maybe uh -huh. the term is spiritual successor. Yes. Oh, okay. But I was not. I had never heard it before, that. but I knew exactly what you meant. Yeah. I have heard yeah. it, and I knew what you meant. Mm -hmm. <laughs> uh, Scott, let's uh, let's get some just the facts about this. Yeah. Well, this was not directed by Brian De Palma, so that's why we're in <laughs> the good portion. <laughs> uh, this was directed, like we said, by Martin Scorsese. It was written by Scorsese as well as Nicholas Pileggi, uh, who did the screenplay and also wrote the book. Um, that came out on September 19th, 1990 has a runtime of 146 minutes. The other guys gave this a 96%. IMDb gave wow. it an 8.7 had a box office of 45 million on a budget of 25 million. That's our third. Uh, I think mobster movies can only have a budget of 25 million. <laughs> yeah. It's the limit. No, no more than that's but all this, that the mob lets them declare. This, this has is, been the worst return. Yeah. This is the, 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 the lowest so box office. Really? Yeah. Wow, that's However, surprising. Even less than Untouchables. I'm oh yeah. telling you, lots of people liked and, uh, Brian De Palma this, and were going to wow. be canceled by all of those this people. This is <laughs> face-off levels of good, according to the other guys. Yes. Yeah, so. <laughs> it's face-off good. Um, best Supporting Actor was a win for Joe Pesci. And then it had five mm. other nominations that it lost. It lost in Best Picture, Best Supporting Actress for Lorraine Bracco, uh, Best Director, Best Writing, and Best Film Editing. I feel like in good Joe Pesci movies, like he definitely steals the show. Like I love, Oh, Joe Pesci. you're absolutely right. Yeah. So like, I, I think he deserves that. Although I also really liked, uh, De Niro, like Jimmy, the gent in the movie as well, but I love Joe Pesci. Yeah. Joe Pesci by far was my favorite part of this movie. Yeah. I, I, I think he did great in his, I, but I hated his character. Oh, sure. Like, sure. I hate yeah. every supposed time. To. I hate all of his characters. I don't know. If there's a single Joe Pesci character that I'm like, Oh, like I like that person. Have you watched my cousin Vinny? Uh, yes, I have. All right. Well, like parts of it. I haven't seen like the whole thing all the way through, but I know I, I, he's like a type. I think he's typecast and he always does the same type of person. And I always hate him. He's always like the short man bully. <laughs> Yeah, I mean, all right. <laughs> it's it's really interesting because I was astute. <laughs> in the Irishman, he is just as vicious, but much more subdued. Like he's not aggressive and he's not like brazen at all. Like he right. is in this or casino. So it's this really is interesting. like if Tommy had survived. Tommy. That's Joe Pesci's that's character. Joe Pesci's character. If he had survived this movie, that's what the Irishman, that's his character in the Irishman. Like he became older and wiser. Yeah. I, Calm down a little. I guess so. Yeah. I feel sure. like it, yes. if he would have survived in this movie, he would have just gotten worse. Yeah. Because he would have known he was an untouchable. That's true. Yeah. No, but all that to say, Joe Pesci. Even though that's like, a different movie. I don't think he was going to get made ever. Like he probably, if he would have survived, maybe he just doesn't get made. You know, because they were going to murder him and that was just the excuse, right? Yeah, well, it was the lure. Yeah, was to say, "Hey, you're going to get made now." Yeah, so I don't. He maybe he never would have been. I don't know. I Who would say, say he would have. All right. Yeah, fair. <laughs> uh, <laughs> Zach, what did you think of this movie? Um, I I liked it quite a bit. I I had seen it once before, um, and I don't know if I had a similar experience with this as I did The Godfather, where I just had completely different expectations of what this movie was going to be. 
Um, and so the first time I felt a little underwhelmed and felt like it was a little overrated, but this time, I guess just knowing what I was getting into, knowing that this is, uh, not necessarily like a very focused plot, but just like it spans a lot of time. It covers a lot of ground. Um, I really, I, I really liked it. Like I enjoyed it quite a bit. Yeah. And I like, uh, I like, especially like I'm in the right mood, but I really like those like maybe a little bit less focused, but a little bit more about like the whole life yeah. of some person. I thought acting wise, everyone did a really great job. I enjoyed Ray Liotta. Um, I did too. And I enjoyed his character, Henry Hill. I enjoyed Scorsese's directing. Um, I enjoyed the soundtrack quite a bit. Um, I thought some of the camera work was really cool and made for some really like compelling aspects of the movie. Um, I thought the story was super interesting. I really just enjoyed it all around quite a bit. Can I ask you a question? Not because I'm doubting you, but because I'm trying to pay attention to these things a little more and I feel like I'm failing. So like, the camera work like what are some shots that you were like this is cool camera work specifically I, I wish i remember more i remember having that sentiment more than i remember specific ones but i do remember um thinking this when we are in the later third of the movie and it's henry hill and he's getting so paranoid uh-huh. and he keeps looking at the helicopter there's a lot of really shaky shots and i felt like there was a lot of like closer up shots close shaky shots of henry and it felt very chaotic and um claustrophobic Uh and it created like a tension within me so it's super funny you bring that up i i was actually going to bring up that scene yeah um specifically for its cinematography uh i thought it was really good but it kind of cracked me up it really reminded me of the drug sequences in um uh, Requiem for a Dream, mm, yeah. And I wanted to just see if you guys reacted as negatively to that, like from a like the that scene. Like, did you react as negatively as you did? Uh, I don't think I know, but because it, it wasn't mounted on his chest, facing straight. <laughs> up. Yeah, like, like there was so much else to be upset about in the drug sequences for Requiem, Requiem oh, for a Dream. I love those scenes. They're so like those are literally the what worst. you just brought up. I loved. I, I thought know. it was so yeah. cool. But this this was like in that vein, like very yeah. it like and and what it is is it's using the camera to like make the audience feel the emotion that the character is supposed to be feeling. Mm-hmm. Um, and uh, that scene stood out to me in this movie. Yeah. And I feel like, like there are things that like, I feel like ha- like I feel what I'm supposed to feel with, with it done well, whether I notice it or not. Right. But like, I remember I was listening to a podcast and somebody was talking about the King's speech and they made it like a, like somebody was complaining about like the framing of like most of the shots. And then someone was like, Oh, I think it's like very interesting. And I was like, Oh, I wish I would have realized that when I watched the movie, because uh, I feel like it would have changed like how I was thinking about it at the time. Yeah. And so I'm just trying to figure it out. Yeah. I think it's tricky to be honest. I don't, I think my best advice on something like that is watch a handful of YouTube videos about like framing a shot like Uh not like analyzing movies necessarily but like as if it's like teaching you how to be a a cameraman Uh and it's by uh learning the rules and like knowing and understanding the rules that you see when the rules are broken and you're able like it it gives you clues as to why and what they're trying to tell you Uh from that so yeah the best way to learn is is know what the right what the rules are the, the right way to do it. Uh-huh. And then you'll always notice when it's wrong for some reason. I'm sorry. I derailed this so much. I think, I don't know if you're even done Zach. Uh, I, uh, oh man, I think I'm done. I, I think I'll end with, um, because I, I kind of alluded to this back in Scarface when I talked about how Scarface, there's just almost zero interesting characters in the whole movie, uh-huh. but really it feels like the only interesting movie or a character that they even try to make interesting is just Tony Montana uh-huh. and uh, what Godfather does really well. And I felt like what Goodfellas does did also really well was make every single character really interesting. Mm. Yeah. Like I feel like you remember that scene where he's introducing every person and like he gives them a nickname and he gives a snippet about them. I honestly feel like that was maybe more fleshed out than most characters in Scarface. (laughs) Oh, for sure. Yeah. And I thought it was a really like creative and like fun way to do that. Yeah. Like this is Tony two times because you get everything he says two times. And yeah, exactly. Like adding those little quirks to different characters and whatnot uh, was really cool. And um, 
I, I think because it's The Godfather, it's I have a hard time not comparing gangster movies to The Godfather. Uh-huh. Um, and this felt like The Godfather's younger, more unruly brother uh-huh. in like a good way. Like it, it felt similar, similarly to the Godfather in certain ways, but just a little more out there and over the top and eccentric, um, in a way that I really enjoyed. Okay. Scott, did we get your take yet or no? No, I said I hated Ray Liotta and then we went off on a tangent. (laughs) Yeah. 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 Um, yeah, I, I mean, I thought it was good. I had a, a good time with it. I think Joe Pesci for sure steals the show. Um, I hated his character. I would never want to be around a person that is half as half of him. Like, I mean, he's already pretty short, so yeah, he would have to be really short. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah, I thought it was good. Uh, I think the acting was all good. I, I think the story was really good. I don't really have any like negative things about it. It wasn't like, um, there was no like inspiring moments for me or like, no, like, um, Nothing that brings it into like emotional investment, like, a high like tier for you, for me, yeah. but like there was nothing like critically bad about it. Sure. I'm just trying to think about like, do I need to have, I guess you do. You need to have emotional investment in the characters, but like maybe like these are bad guys, you know? Yeah. So like, like I'm, I'm always conscious of the fact that I am not rooting for them because they're doing bad things, but even still like, I don't want to say they're likable, but they're like, interesting and we're following them and like so i don't know how i feel about like do i need to be emotionally invested in a character for it to be a great movie for me i think uh hate is just as much an emotional investment as love i was honestly rooting more for robert de niro's character and hoping that he would get to kill ray liotta's character then we wouldn't have the movie that's fine so like you would you should have known that why why do you feel that way just because you hate his face or like Uh, do you have a more (laughs) rational no i mean i i felt like i just more attached to joe pesci and robert de niro as i wouldn't say they're main characters but i would say they're two of the three main characters yeah yeah um and i would i just felt more invested in what was happening with them than what was happening with ray liotta and it maybe it is just his face and i hate looking at him i don't know like uh-huh. it just pulls me out like i if i never saw him in another movie i'd be completely fine interesting i feel like he only looks worse now so <laughs> yeah like he's gotten some bad plastic surgery i think yeah yeah he accurate. should have been in scarface yeah <laughs> yeah scarface is actually he's the alien it's about mm-hmm. him yeah <laughs> he's not he, even yeah. he's <laughs> scott you said that like there was nothing like critically bad about this movie but like it, again kind of uh refresh me on what what was lacking for you with this um, for me, yeah, there was nothing like, I wasn't emotionally invested. Mm-hmm. Um, I was just kind of like interested in Joe Pesci and Robert De Niro's character, but not on, on like an emotional level. Um, so the plots, the plot felt kind of low stakes for you. Yeah, it was. And part of it is like, yeah, I didn't care about any of their relationships with other people. And so like their deaths didn't mean anything to me. Um, I actually was sad when uh, when uh, Tommy dies. Oh, I, I was so happy I wasn't going to have to watch him. Anymore. I forgot that it was coming, and then they're like, he's getting made. And then as soon as they said it, I was like, oh, no. Yeah, yeah. Like, the first time I was shocked. Like, I was like, they're, the, well, the first time they said it, I was like, why are they doing that? Like, he's so whatever. And then I was like, oh, crap. And then I was just, yeah, I loved watching him. Like, I felt like he his character just caused more problems than anything. Sure, sure. yeah. But, like, he was very, like, Great to watch, I thought. No more than uh, Henry, though. Yeah, because Henry like like is lying to his boss about what he's doing. Yeah, and then, like like going rogue. Oh, and, sure. Like, yeah. and, and even Jimmy, like, because the heist was totally rogue, right? Yeah. Paul Paulie didn't like, and Jimmy also killed a made man. Or sorry, Joe Pesci did, and Jimmy helped. Yeah, yeah. So yeah. like they all like they were all reckless. Yeah. Tyler, have you shared your your thoughts yet? No, uh, I haven't. Uh, I like this movie. I don't love it. it. Part of it is legitimately this is not. It's just not my like favorite genre. Um, it's kind of low in the genre list for me. Um, but I, I actually before I give uh, all of my thoughts about it, I have a super uh, like interesting question, Jake. Well, it, I'm interested. It may not be interesting for our listeners. You hate true crime. Yeah, as a rule. 
how does this like track with that for you? Like, how do you reconcile? I think, I think like a lot of true crime for me these days that I feel like I see is like these like crimes with these very like mentally adult, like, like very mentally ill people that are doing these terrible things and, and maybe they're like, they're like outcasts unnoticed and then they get noticed. And then now we have all these things and we have all these stories where we're celebrating the people who did the things that maybe other very mentally ill people are considering. And they're like, well, it worked for them. Ah, I'm going to do it. Got it. And like, I, I think that like, sure, this is true crime, but it's like, you know, like, I don't know, the mobs, the mob. And it, yeah, it, it's and a different vibe. I, I can't be in the mob if I wanted to be. Yeah. <laughs> like, it's not like a, it's, it, I can't. Yeah. So, so. Like, I, I think it's a whole different vibe. Got it. Okay. So like when I say true crime, that's because that's what I feel like it is. Like people love serial killers or yeah. like, like these like really disgusting stories. And like, these are disgusting people too. Don't get me wrong. Yeah, but yeah. it's like in a, in a different way. So it's the, it's the vibe shift. It's the, yeah, vibe, it's shift. the vibe shift. It's the vibe shift. And I get that. Uh, no, I like this movie. I don't love it. I think it's good. Um, I think, uh, if you take, uh, Joe Pesci out of this though, I think I, I don't like the movie at all. So you, you didn't like Jimmy. Not, not necessarily. It's not my favorite, like Robert De Niro role or character. And I don't necessarily think that's Robert De Niro's fault. Um, it's just, I, I didn't care about Jimmy at all. Honestly, I, I really liked him from the moment he came in. And, and I, and I think part of it was, and I think this is where, like I was going to get into, I really liked the voiceover work mm-hmm. from Henry Hill, where like, I felt caught up in the, the stardom of Jimmy, the gent, right. The same way he did as soon as he came on screen and he was handing out money and doing all that stuff where like he, he had me and like, I was into it. I liked that part too, but then I felt like after that scene, that's not who that character was. Right. I think he still was. It was just like, not like we didn't see him at those functions again. Like, you know, like they were like at a party or something like, I don't know. It's, it felt like a different, function i yeah. just i thought that scene was funny because henry's like he's like 28 years old or something like that robert de niro and i'm, uh-huh. like, I'm 28 now <laughs> yeah he looks he's 10 the most years. shot out 28 yeah. year he looks old. 10 years older than me that was my big issue with the casting is like they were talking about the ages of these guys and i'm like why did you get like 50 year olds to right. play them? <laughs> because they're martin score says he's friends yeah, yeah. exactly yeah <laughs> but I, something interesting i thought about that scene was that uh robert de niro it seems like a diva and everything he's like oh i did didn't like the feel of fake money in my hands. So the prop master gave him 5,000 of his own dollars to hand out to people. And then after every take they had to, nobody was allowed to leave the set until they collected all $5,000 for them to go again or do whatever. Yeah. Uh- that poor prop master. Yeah, I feel like Robert, Robert <laughs> like De Niro, Robert De Niro had way more money to be able to do something like that. And he could have just, there you go. Like, that's now yeah. a gift to all of you people. Yeah, like, like, thank you for working with me. He could probably afford it maybe more than anybody on the set. <laughs> Except for Scorsese. Yeah. Maybe. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Let me ask Zach this question. Because we talked about this in our bonus episode over, over Christmas about uh, Toby feeling way too old for the role. Uh-huh. <laughs> What was worse, Toby and Spider-Man or Robert De Niro in this? It was Toby and Spider-Man. Because <laughs> Toby was Zach's age playing a high schooler. <laughs> yeah. like at, least, at least he's playing like a fully grown adult. So you well, feel like and, it was a, still about a 10-year gap. It was just in the younger realm, so it but, felt worse. Well, like think about how much you change, change from yeah. 10 to 20 versus 20 to 30. Well, and here's the thing, too, is that like uh, Jimmy's only that age for like a little bit of the movie, and then the movie covers a lot of time, and so he's getting older and older. Yeah. And Robert De Niro is just a really good actor, and so and I just liked watching his character. That was out of my mind a minute later. Yeah, uh-huh. yeah, yeah. Whereas with Toby, it's just it's glaring. It's always it's in your just face. there. It's like, it never gets better. Yeah. Like Spider-Man is most famously teenage. Right. Like may, maybe the most famous teenage character of all time. Right. Yeah. Jake, I know you've said a couple of times and I should have done this in the Spider-Man episode, but I'm stuck here now. Okay. <laughs> this is where we're at. Um, you've said like, he looks older than me now. Do you feel like you'll ever get to a point in your life where you look older than Tobey Maguire in Spider-Man? No. <laughs> you'll really be don't. an old man and Toby will still look older than you yeah, yeah they'll be lowering me into my grave and somebody <laughs> will be like he still looks a little bit younger than Toby did <laughs> <laughs> no they'll be lowering you into your grave and someone's just gonna look down and say 
He's just a kid. Yeah. <laughs> I, had that, I had that exact thing. <laughs> he was just a kid. Uh, I want to I touch on something that I thought was interesting. You guys were talking about like being emotionally invested in the story and whatnot. And like, I feel like I agree with both Jake and Scott. Uh-huh. Like, I feel like I agree with you, Jake, in that like, I don't, I didn't feel a need to be emotionally invested in any of the characters to enjoy it. Uh-huh. And I'm with Scott in that I hated Tommy, but I loved to hate Tommy. Like I thought Joe Pesci killed it. And I thought that he like stole every scene he was in. Yeah. And uh, my eyes were glued to the screen when he was the central part of the scene. Um, and I, I did not feel any remorse. Yeah. I mean, at no point did I think of it as, it, oh, Joe Pesci's acting really well here. It was like, yeah. oh, this is to- Tommy. I hate Tommy. Yeah, exactly. No, which, I mean, <laughs> yeah. one, well, that's that, impressive. That, yeah, yeah, yeah. But that's like, great. the remorse I felt wasn't, I didn't think he deserved to die. Absolutely. I think he deserved to die. And I wasn't sad over that. More than the I other I was two just sad that I wasn't going to see him anymore. Right. Oh, yeah. Because I okay. loved watching yeah. him so Same. much. I, I, okay. I misunderstood you guys. Um, I, I then I felt very similarly, and I think I really enjoyed Polly. I thought he was a cool character. Oh yeah, too. yeah. And I thought the kind of mythos that they used to develop made yeah. him a, a really interesting character. And so I was kind of on Polly's side the entire movie. Oh, me too. Like Polly, where is, I'm like, Tommy's got to go. He, he <laughs> was the closest to emotionally invested I was was with his character, and yeah. then at the end when he's betrayed, yeah, and like he does a great job acting that scene. Yeah, I felt like like you could see the like yeah. betrayal on his face, and, and then like. Even more, I think, on top of that is like he's so upset and he's like, "This is all I can give you, and now I have to turn my back on you." Mm-hmm. And then all Henry says is thirty five hundred bucks for a lifetime. For a life, yeah. yeah. And I was like, "Dang, yeah." I f- I felt, and so I think that was what I was gonna say was like I didn't feel emotionally invested really in any of the characters, but there were scenes in the movie that pulled me in very emotionally, and that was one of the scenes is when the the courtroom at the end. Um, another scene was when Tommy murders the kid. Oh, yeah. yeah. That kind of gutted me a bit. Yeah. yeah. And there was a really interesting scene. I remember thinking about it like, oh, this I was not expecting to feel this way was when um, Henry comes back after being arrested towards the very end of the scene and realizes that his wife, I forgot her name, Karen? Yeah, Karen. Flushed all the cocaine down the toilet. And they mm-hmm. No, that nothing. wasn't the wife. That was the mistress, right? No, the wife flushed it. The, 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 okay, the, that's the, right. It it's wasn't hard. even the mistress. It was the yeah. babysitter. It's tough yeah. to keep track of all it of is. the women yeah. <laughs> there are a lot of women. <laughs> but uh, I hated Karen the entire movie. Yeah. yeah. I, she was insufferable, and I really could not stand her. But in that moment when Henry, I thought he was going to slap her or punch her or like abuse her and he just breaks down crying and they're both crying i felt a lot of sympathy for both of them and i felt like oh man like i'm not in like a justifiable no, way I know but just like yeah. just oh gosh yeah. like they are screwed i felt some anxiety for them like a, uh-huh. the, like the, the scorsese just got good yeah, emotion out of i it, yeah. didn't expect to feel that for either of them i didn't feel bad for them i, I was think, a little i i was a little bit like yeah good yeah I think I was just a little more endeared to their relationship than I ever had been prior. Yeah, no, I think yeah, that like fair. it was hard for me to get on board with them because like part of me was like, oh my gosh, she's awful and oh my gosh, he's awful. I don't understand why either of them is putting up with the other one. Uh, so I get it. Like it was hard, but then I, it was, I don't want to say I felt bad for him because I was like, you're getting what you deserve, but it was a, an emotional scene. I get what you mean. You know what? I just realized we haven't <laughs> we haven't uh, talked about when you did just the facts for this. We haven't talked about the FPMs on this. Oh yeah, this oh, yeah. is this is a big boy for FPMs. So. so as a reminder, or if you are just jumping in now to Mob March, uh, we're doing a, a special metric this month of uh, uh, Fs per minute. per minute. Yeah. So let's start with the lowest. Let's go to last week's. Yeah. So last week's uh, was uh, the Untouchables. Brian De Palma. Uh, there were only 14 F-bombs in the entire movie, giving us a 0.11 F-bomb per minute. Mm-hmm. And then week one, we had uh, Zach's movie. Yeah. Scarface. Scarface. Yes. Yeah. 207. Yeah. Uh, it was 1.2, I think. 1.2. Yeah. yeah, yeah. 1.2. So this is, I think, great. Uh, great, <laughs> great, great numbers here. 321 times 
for an average of 2.04 per minute. Oh my gosh. Twice but, as much as Scarface. Yeah, but almost. I have a little more color to add to this. Okay. Is that uh, Joe Pesci says about half of them. <laughs> <laughs> and so Joe Pesci says more F words in this movie than anybody in Scarface. Like all of everybody in Scarface combined. <laughs> right? Wow, that's, uh, that's, that's a that's, wild stat right, right? there. Uh, but the script called for the word to be used only 70 times. and But so much of the dialogue was improvised during shooting and then like the expletives just kept piling up because I guess that's just how they thought they would talk. So that this, you bringing that up, first of all, that those are big numbers. Yeah, for sure. Um, but it's, it's probably the thing I have the most respect for this movie for is that uh, almost all of Joe Pesci's dialogue, it was written and then they just spent a bunch of time um, just improving all of the dialogue. And then uh, Scorsese and Palagi, yeah, what, I don't, yeah. yeah, however you say his name, Scorsese and Palagi would just sit, watch a tape of all of this improvisation, like take after take after take of improvisation and rewrite the script based on the best things that came out of the, the improv sessions. Yeah, which I think is crazy that like they had like, obviously, I think a lot of revisions on the script before they even went there. But then they basically like it seems rewrote most of the dialogue as they went. Yeah, which is nuts. And it seems like 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 a fair amount of like the, the entire scene with um, the Tommy's mother was improvised where like down to like him taking the butcher knife. But then they use that later in the movie or, or at the beginning of the movie and he stabs that guy with the butcher knife. Yeah. Um, but I, a funny detail about that scene that his mom is played by Martin Scorsese's mother. Oh, and he's, he didn't tell her anything about the context of the scene. He just <laughs> said, Oh, Hey, like your son and his friends came home. You should make him something to eat. And then they like, that's how she was acting the scene. Wow. And that was like the only thing she knew. So what you're telling me is that uh, she uh, and Scorsese just, they Rob Reinerd us. Wait, what did? From when Harry met Sally. The I'll that. have what I'll have oh. what she's having. Oh, yeah. That yeah. is Rob Reiner's mother. Yes. Oh, oh. yeah. Yeah. That's what we happened. talked about this on the podcast yes, when we, we did, did. Her, when Harry. Met I'm Sally, sure we so. did. I just I remember <laughs> it was I'll a year ago. Can verify. Yeah, can Tyler. Verify. These come out, you know, a couple of weeks after we record them, and I listen to them. And I'm like, I don't remember saying that. <laughs> <laughs> I I do say I will say this is worth noting that when this was released, it had the record. It was in the number one spot with most f bombs. Yeah, now it's the 15 spot. Just 32 years later. Wolf of Wall Street came in. Number score says he just re-upped himself. Retried. Yeah. (laughs) But only made the three spot. So, yeah. I don't know what the number one is. And uh, I I don't know. Maybe you can look it up. I feel like that's like the the reverse James Cameron, right? Where James Cameron's like, okay, I'm going to do Titanic. And then he's like, all right, well, now I'm going to do Avatar and like beat myself, you know? And Uh score says he's just like, how many more F-bombs can I get? past the MPAA. James I, Cameron's just like, I'm going to beat myself by making a worse movie. Yeah. Yeah. But that sold more money. Yeah. That's or true. That sold more tickets. Yeah. Um, that's impressive. I'm going to make a worse movie, but, but managed to make more money. Yeah. <laughs> so, uh, I'm, I'll go through these. The, the fr- number one is it's called swear net. The movie. That sounds like it have a lot of swearing. Like it would have a lot of swearing, and it has nine hundred and thirty-five f bombs. That's a wow. that's some fpms. Yeah, it's in fact eight point two eight point three five per minute. That's one hundred and twelve minutes. <laughs> the next one, the title of the it's a documentary, and the title is just the f word, <laughs> and that has eight hundred and fifty-seven, but it's only ninety-three minutes. So that's that art. Uh, that rate is nine point two one. That's crazy. Huh. I think that's the highest rate. Is yeah. that one? Which makes sense because it's titled the, of the movie. I can't believe it didn't win. Then we yeah. have normal movies. We have uh, Wolf of Wall Street, Uncut Gems, Summer of Sam, Nil by Mouth, Casino, Straight Out of Compton, Alpha Dog, The Outpost, End of Watch, One Day Removals, Twin Town, Running Scared, Sweet Sixteen. Um, Goodfellas is now at the eighteen spot. Oh, yeah, okay, I was the, gonna say I don't think we need to read yeah, the, the whole, whole list, but <laughs> I, I was just trying to get to Goodfellas. Got it, got oh, it, got yeah. it. Got but it. Uh, there's, a, there's a few that are uh, Scorsese's though. That's yeah. true. I wonder how many times he's used the word in his life. <laughs> Scorsese, I, I wonder, he doesn't. He refuses. <laughs> I wonder if he, we can get an FPM on his life. Yeah, he uh, is zero. Oh wow. Yeah, but, zero point uh, zero zero zero. So when he's like. Uh, 
Pesci, like you, you're doing it, but like, can you just say the F word, please? Like, no, he, he'll just say Scorsese the just says, "I need more FPM," and oh. and like Pesci's like, Pesci's I got like, it. got you. Which yeah. is poor mother. Apparently, he she watched the movie and said, "Like, I really liked it, but do you have to swear that much?" Which is so funny because I feel like that's a just a Joe Pesci thing, like. Like, like when I think of someone like using the F word too much, like in a movie, I think Joe Pesci. Yeah, the, I mean, interesting think of Home Alone. because the second <laughs> using the F word too much, <laughs> yeah. because the, the second person that would come to mind also made a surprise appearance in this movie, Samuel Jackson. Oh, sure. I, yeah. I forgot about it even the second time I watched it. I was, like, <laughs> Sam, was that Sam Jackson? Yeah. I thought. But then I was like, there's no way. Can't be. Yeah. Wait a second. I don't remember this at all. So when? Sam Jackson was one of the guys in Lufthansa in heist. heist. Do you remember Joe Pesci comes over to his house? He's like oh, in his apartment. Yeah. And like he was supposed to have like ditched the truck uh -huh. and he didn't do it. So they shot him. Yeah. That was like his whole role. But like he came in at first, like in that scene where they were planning. I was like, that kind of looks like Samuel Jackson, but <laughs> no way. Yeah. I, I do want to say like w when Lufthansa came into the movie there was a vibe shift right there like i yeah. felt like the movie goes from good to great in I my opinion so. and then having to deal with the fallout uh -huh. is my favorite part of the movie yeah i mean because like i don't know how like henry was trusting jimmy because jimmy was just cleaning house and i don't know why he didn't kill henry yeah you know but like if i was him i don't know love or yeah but then like clearly henry thought he was going to kill him later which yeah. is why he flipped yeah you know so yeah, I don't know that 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 was, I think the the vibe shift. Mm -hmm. I'm not gonna say climax anymore. I'm gonna say vibe shift. Vibe yeah, shift. yeah, I like that. That, that was the vibe yeah. shift. Yeah. <laughs> but uh, the inflection point. <laughs> something something I wanted to talk about. I think I started too earlier and I got distracted. But I loved uh, the narrator or like the voiceover work, mm. and I think that kind of made a lot of it for me. Where like like it made me hate Henry more when he walks away from Polly or whatever. And I thought it was interesting that like that was all almost entirely direct quote from Henry Hill to Pelegi. They had a bunch of conversations. Oh, really? Was it really? Yeah, and so he just pulled quotes from him to use as the voiceover. I loved it in this, and I loved it when Community did it in the, <laughs> the Chicken Nugget episode. I haven't watched Community. Really? Uh, yeah, I, I watched like the first couple episodes when it first came on TV, and then I just didn't continue. Just, just know that they essentially had an entire season where they just parodied movies. Oh, that's funny. <laughs> There's an entire episode that is just parroting Goodfellas. And yeah. it's about chicken nuggets? Yeah. Yes. I'm on and board. it's really funny. It's very funny. Okay. Uh, yeah. Now that we have this podcast, I want to go back and rewatch that show. Yeah. Because there's a lot of stuff in yeah. there that does reference other movies. I feel like that happens to me with Seinfeld a lot, honestly, where like they will like do like a whole bit. And I'm like, I know this has to be about a movie because it's over my head, but they're devoting so much time to it. I'm you know? kind of yeah. shocked that you haven't watched Community. I don't know. I just never got around to it, you know? Hmm. It's very funny. Like, I think the, the humor is very smart. I think it's up like your alley. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, I've been mean. It's, it's been on my list for Netflix, which is probably why I haven't watched it. Because if anything goes onto the list, that means you're never going to watch it. Right, exactly. That's true. Um, speaking, code for, yeah, no. <laughs> like, I want, it would be great yeah. if I could. <laughs> speaking of uh, stuff that was not originally in the script, Jake, you were telling us about the, the funny scene. Oh, yeah. The, so apparently that's based off of something that happened to Joe Pesci. He was working at a restaurant where apparently mob, mobsters went and he told a mobster, you're a funny guy. And then he did not like that. And it was like met with a similar reaction. And then Scorsese heard the story, liked it, and told only Ray Liotta and Joe Pesci that he was adding it to the script so that when they filmed the scene, everybody else was just visibly uncomfortable mm. because of that reaction. Scott, you've seen Casino, right? Mm-hmm. How do you think Goodfellas compares to Casino? Dang, I've only seen Casino once. It's hard for me to really remember. Like, in my mind, it felt virtually the same as this movie. That's why, like, when you said the, it's like it's spiritual whatever. Yeah. I was like, yeah, that makes sense. I think it's progeny. I think it's spiritual, spiritual progeny. progeny. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I don't, that I think, made me a little uncomfortable. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I think I like Casino more than Goodfellas. Really? Yeah. I think I, but you know what? I didn't love Goodfellas the first time and I didn't love Casino the first time. So I think Casino deserves a rewatch. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Probably. It might deserve a first watch from me. Who knows? <laughs> I mean, I'd be down to do Casino at some point. Is it on the list? <laughs> no, it's not. So I could still watch it. <laughs> Oh man, what uh, what were uh, who 
like not I, I know we've talked about like oh bad character kind of a thing or I hated this character. Uh who was the worst actor for you guys at, in this movie? I I I don't know that I feel like I had anybody of any consequence. For me, it was definitely the wife. Karen. Karen. Maybe. I, I, I thought, thought she was just a bad actor. I just thought that that was how they were trying to portray her. Like, you know, that but maybe. maybe maybe it was that was how I took it. I didn't think she was doing a bad job, but I mean, I don't recognize her from anything else. So yeah, I like, didn't either. But uh, so I can't like say for certain because, you know, I mean, that is a real thing. You remember when Scott told us that uh, Daniel Day Lewis was a bad actor? Yeah. He is in my book. <laughs> um, but speaking of the wife, I don't think I've had a moment where I've related to a character less in a movie than when Rayleigh or sorry, when Henry Hill goes over and he beats that guy's face in with the butt of his gun for mm -hmm. her. And then he comes over and says, hide this. And then that's when she is like seduced by him. Mm -hmm. And I was like, are you, you're crazy. Yeah. 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 You know? Yeah. And so like, I've, I've never related to any person less in <laughs> than Karen Hill. It, it's interesting that you say she's a bad actress because she got nominated for best supporting actress. Oh, she did. Yeah. For this, for this. Yeah. yeah. Oh, yeah, she got best supporting. Uh, I, I think it's Frank Vincent, the guy that they ended up killing that was Billy made. I, he did awful to me, to be honest. <laughs> like, I was like, as soon as he started talking, I was like, oh, God. Like, <laughs> all I could think about was his acting. I really, I just thought he was so, like, stereotypically, like, a New York mob guy, which I know they're not in New York, but, like, that's just how it felt to me. East Coast mob yeah. guy, yeah. So, like, stereotypically East Coast mob guy that I, I don't know, I bought it. I didn't think about it. I wish that I remembered more, like, more specific examples, but I remember having the thought uh, that this movie was pretty funny. No, yeah, like, the scene that I think, like, that I thought was very funny, uh, or that, like, made me chuckle was, like, they get sent to prison, and then they cut to them in prison, and then they're, like, all, like, it's just, like, their home. And yeah, like, I, we run Asuka. that place yeah. or something like that, yeah. I remember watching that scene thinking, like, that looks fun. Like, yeah, I no, kind of wish I was hanging out. <laughs> it was, like, a good time. Polly's just cooking up some, like, good <laughs> Italian meals. Yeah, but, like. playing cards. <laughs> that was, I thought that was funny. And, like, just, like, the things he was talking about. He's like, oh, my gosh, he was slicing the garlic with a razor, and he got it so thin. And then, like, like there was a lot of focus on food when more important things were happening. That, that right. was very funny. Like, that day that he gets arrested and he's like so i gotta go home and i gotta put on the cutlets and then i'm stirring the sauce he's like make sure he stirs the sauce so it doesn't burn i'm like you are doing a drug deal <laughs> yeah. right now yeah. and that's your priority like that stuff made me laugh and that was it was funny, funny. there's like a one specific moment i remember is like they're in the bar and it's right after Lufthansa, and all the guys are showing up with all their like bling and stuff like that and when jimmy said don't buy anything uh -huh. and i think it was tommy who he's talking to his girl and he's like, don't talk to any other guy or something like that. Don't even look at any other guy. And then she's like, oh, Tommy, like he, he says he's going to kill anyone. And then she's talking to the other chick and the, the other chick's just like, okay. Like, <laughs> yeah, that was weird. <laughs> you know what else was pretty funny was the scene where they're looking at the painting of Jesus with the dogs. Mm -hmm. One dog's looking this way. One dog's looking this way. It's perfect. Yeah. I don't remember that it, scene. It's Tommy's mom painted it, which apparently Nick Pelegi's actual mother painted it, it uh, okay nice. but then they're like commenting on uh, you don't remember they're leaving he says no more religious artwork ma yeah oh man i i just think joe pesci like I, like he's a he's a maybe a good dramatic actor i think he really shines as a comedic actor though i think that he like is I don't know how to say this. Like, like he made me laugh and like, like in like a serious situation, but in a way that felt believable and real to the drama, you know? Yeah, totally. So like, I don't even know, like, I feel like he excels adding, uh, adding a little bit of laughs into drama because there is like humor in like when, when things are going so bad, like that, like sometimes laughter is just a part of that. Like how, like this is ridiculous how bad this is right now, uh, this situation. Yeah. And so, uh, where like so many movies and shows, like they really lean into the drama to make you feel the drama when he does something or says something that's not like trying to get a laugh, but like it, it creates like humor and levity that feels way more human drama. Like it feels way more believable and real. Yeah. Like it's, it's salt. It salts the salts, the drama with a little bit of humor. I feel like you more or less said exactly what I wanted to say and couldn't find the words. 
Good. Yeah. Yeah. I'm glad. So we're on the same connection. Same yeah. page. Yeah. Was there, uh, I, was I the only one who answered the, the bad acting question? Tyler said, uh, I, the I, wife. I said the wife, oh, but yeah. yeah, then you, you said, Billy you Bass. I don't think I have anybody of consequence that I think did a bad job. <laughs> you know? Yeah. I think I'm with Jake. I, there was no one that stood out to me. Why do you have more examples? No, I was just oh. wondering if you guys had a take because I knew we kind of got off. So I was just bringing it back. No. Yeah. I thought the acting was, I mean, I, I mean, I, I don't know if this is uh, dumb to say, but it was like the strongest thing in the movie, which is what you need for a good movie, I guess. But I thought everybody did well. Oh, so not only was Martin Scorsese's mom, but his dad was in this. I don't know who he was. As Vinny. I don't that, remember. That's too generic. Yeah, of a name I don't for remember this movie. <laughs> but uh, yeah, it looks like Scorsese's dad was uh, was also uh, like a, a small character. Oh, I think he was like one of the high ranking mob bosses that was there when they like when they killed Tommy. Like he was just one of those guys. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Gotcha. Didn't really say anything or do anything. <laughs> All right. Well, uh, do you guys have any other any other uh, Goodfellas thoughts before we uh, before we put this one in the books? I think Scott's checked out already. No, I, I, was I do. I have a question for you guys because, like Scott, you did say you ha- you hate Ray Liotta, you hit his face. Yeah, but did you guys <laughs> not? I as much as I hate his face, I still want to say that I think uh, what's his name. Oh, Gollum uh, is Andy uh, Circus. Oh, Andy Circus is still way uglier. <laughs> okay, it's I just, good. To, it's good to you I know. I want to just bring establish that. Yeah, I think that's such a hot take. Like, like he's got like re- weird eyes. I'll give you that. But like, I don't think he's hideous by any means. Looks like a praying mantis. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Uh, I wanted to ask, like, did how did you guys think Ray Liotta did? Acting wise, I think he did a very good job. Just for me, he was outshone by Joe Pesci and Robert De Niro, but I, I think he did very well. If he had a different face and a different voice, I would have thought he done. So very if he was well. just a different person, yeah. Yeah. if it was I, a different actor, I just think Ray Liotta's physical acting was good. Okay, <laughs> I think Ray Liotta in general is a super B level actor. Yeah, so do I. Like, and, and that's being maybe generous. Uh, and so I don't feel like he was. Uh, like amazing in this uh but part of that is because like i just would never cast ray liotta in a leading role like i think he has enough charisma to pull off uh a supporting role and especially like a small supporting role sure uh a lot easier than he can pull this off and so i just think i just think he bit off more than you could chew yeah i think that like uh, cause I, I was doing some reading and like, cause like part of me was like, I don't know why these guys are like, like, I don't know what he's done to deserve status with these big guys. Uh, Henry or Henry. Ray? Oh, okay. Um, and then I was reading that apparently most, like a, a bunch of mobsters from that era said like he wasn't really yeah. very important. And I don't know, to me, like the, the whole thing came through of like, I, I felt like, like he was really trying to sell himself up. Like, and like, I, when I read that, I was like, oh, that makes sense. And I, Scott's distracting me. No, Scott just pulled up a, a, a current picture of Ray Liotta, which we'll put on the pod so you guys can experience it too. And yeah, he doesn't look great. Yeah, he looks... Um, I will say, actually, I think he looks better with age. I, I was going to say, this is the best looking Ray Liotta. He looks like a completely different man. This looks like Mel Gibson. <laughs> <laughs> For, well, it, here's what it is. If you cover the eyes, it's eyebrows up. I no eyebrows up is Mel Gibson. <laughs> I'm sure this is. I'm sure this is really translating uh, for everybody. What we'll, we'll do? We're is gonna we'll, post it. We'll yeah. post the full pick and then we'll we'll post we'll, a pick with Scott covering part of it. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. The eyebrows up, and then you tell us if that looks like Mel Gibson's forehead. And no, eyebrows. this is what I think we do: is we post two picks, one of just the top half of Ray Liotta, another just the top half of Mel Gibson, and they have to figure out. You have who's to pick who. who's who's who. Yeah. I like that. Yeah. All right. Well. uh, Let's uh, let's spin up those servers, Scott. Oh, they're spun. We're going to Jake first. I'm going to go ahead and give this 8.5 cutlets you're going to fry up uh, before you get arrested. <laughs> nice. Uh, Tyler? I'm going to give this uh, 7.7 uh, gunshot wounds to the foot. I'm going to give this uh, <laughs> 7.1... Um, stabbings in the trunk of a car <laughs> nice and and gunshots and gunshots yeah <laughs> i'm gonna give this nine 
Uh, Henry Hill's Mistresses. <laughs> nice. This comes out to an 81%. Nice. Uh, so once again, the, the other guys gave this a 96%, and IMDb gave it an 8.7, and it ended up as an 81% on Rotten Potatoes. I, I, I want to say I'm so glad we're finally out of the dumpster. Yeah. Uh, this is the this is by far uh, the uh, highest rating we've had since Citizen Kane at the beginning of this season. Yeah. I'm not positive, but I think we might just be coming up for air. <laughs> okay, yeah, <laughs> like we're about to yeah, dive like, back like, down. I, I think we have a couple good ones, but then I looked and I was thinking, like, I feel like we have maybe a couple iffy ones coming up. But we we'll do, we have a couple, but they're spread out more. Okay, That's where good. where this was. Uh, just a concentration of bad. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I don't know if we're going to be back in the bottom five anytime soon. Yeah, Hopefully, I don't we know. We'll hope. see. Yeah. I have one that I see as a potential, but we'll see. Really? Yeah. yeah. Okay. Same. Um, but then anyways, this ended up as number 31 out of uh, 86. So. All right. That's not. That's, that's a lot better than 82. It's the upper middle class of movies. Yeah. Yeah. And, and I feel... Very good about that. Like, actually, Zach, I'm a little surprised that you broke into the nines. For I this. was very surprised at a nine on this I movie. was, I, I think that like 7.1 was a little low, honestly. So I feel like that was good because yeah. we got a good, we got a good score. I can, it. okay. I can say that I'm surprised that you guys rated it as low as you did. You guys meaning just them two or me as well? Even, even 8.5, I thought would be, I, I thought you'd rate it higher than 8.5. Here's the thing for me, and I know you guys have already known this because of how poorly I've rated some very mm -hmm. critically acclaimed movies, is the emotional connection for me is one of the most important things. And so when that's not there, it gets significantly lower. I'm, I'm just looking at something wild right now because you rated Wedding Crashers a 7.4. Oh, I would say Wedding Crashers was more enjoyable for me than this. <laughs> okay. Zach, we you were while you were away in between episodes, we ran some of your numbers, and uh, you don't have any room to talk. Just in terms of consistency, yeah. Well, hold on. <laughs> I want to hear what you have to say, though. Were you you were in the middle of saying something? Oh, just that Wedding Crashers is rated higher than Goodfellas. So. Oh, okay, that yeah, was it. I, I agree. You, you seem like you're building up for something big. No, I was just saying it that just that seems that crazy, was wild. To me. Yeah, it seems a little bit like what's more crazy to me is that Wedding Crashers is a whole twenty three percent higher than There Will Be Blood. But, yeah. <laughs> that is more crazy. Yes, agreed. If I was going to re rate, re rate There Will Be Blood, it would be right around there, though. So I have a question. You had a lot of emotional connection to these scumbags in Wedding Crashers, then, and that's why you liked it. No, uh, in Wedding Crashers, it's mostly just for the ridiculous quotability. It's going to be honestly the same reason why Talladega Nights gets any percentage because like it's a trash movie, but so, it's a lot of fun to talk about. There's two criteria on a Scott movie. It's emotional <laughs> connection and quotability. Oh, yeah. Is, is that yeah. the only thing I you're judging say on? That's yeah, pretty that's accurate. pretty accurate. <laughs> are those I, are the only things you're judging on, though. No, I said those are just two very important things. I think that... that and they're just uniquely important to him over any of the rest of us arguing a little bit for there will be blood. Then I feel like the two quotes at the <laughs> end of the movie uh, are, would bring it up on quotability drainage and yeah. milkshake drainage and milkshake. <laughs> I didn't like either of those things and I never use them in real life. I, I, I use, I use them. Yeah. Just for like anything I possibly could, you know, or like, or like I talk like that if, if it seems appropriate, cause it was great. Not a big fan. All right. Well, we have only one more. One more Mob, Mob movie. March movie. Yeah. Uh, and I really do believe that we saved the best for last, I'm guessing. Uh, but it is, in so many ways, the godfather of, of mob movies. Godfather 2. <laughs> <laughs> one could argue the godfather is the godfather. I know, of, I know. Of monster yeah. movies, but... Yeah. Um, yeah, we're watching Godfather 2 next week. So uh, if you guys have been enjoying this season, we would love it if you would like, rate, and subscribe wherever you're listening to podcasts. And I would love to hear from you, Ty. You don't get final word very often. so Yeah, that's because it's uh, it, it's very difficult for me to do two things at once, to like chew gum and walk. Yeah. And so I end up really messing <laughs>